2: Right, well welcome along to Lunchtime Live today with Aideen Finnegan, in for Andrea and we are talking about the chaos at Dublin Airport. Probably no surprises, right? But I mean over a thousand people lost their flights or missed their flights yesterday, which is I cannot remember a day as disastrous as that for the airport. Have you been affected by the delays? Our consumer expert Sinead Ryan will be with us in around half an hour to answer your questions. Plus the body coach Joe Wicks will be here. He's talking about his chaotic up bringing his father's addiction and his fears that he could go down the same route. Get in touch with us. The email is lunchtime live at newstalk.com if you want to join us and you can also text us 53106 at a cost of 30 cents. So yes, we're talking about the airport today. And obviously, there's going to be a huge amount of people who have been affected by that. And I want to hear from you. I want to hear about what your experience was in the airport and what your circumstances were. Have you lost your holiday now? Because obviously, if you've been offered the chance to rebook, it could be in a couple of days time, but your accommodation may be gone. Uh, You know, what did you what did you notice that at the airport that could have been done better? And uh, how do you think that Dublin Airport needs to to handle the situation to sort it out? Should the trans flights be transferred to Cork and Shannon to to relieve some of the pressure? Some texters this morning suggested the army getting involved in security checks. Do you agree? And do you think this is damaging to Ireland's reputation abroad and how do you think it'll affect business and our reputation? Maybe there's should be some action taken at a government level. The way, you know, it just screams that there has been a lack of common sense in this. First of all, we hear from Graeme McQueen who was on News Talk Breakfast this morning speaking to Kira.
0: I think we saw scenes at Dublin Airport yesterday that that disappoint us. We're we're really, really sorry to any passenger who was affected by it. I was out there myself for the day. I, I saw the scenes firsthand. It wasn't good enough. As an airport, we have to do better.
2: Now, I just kind of think there's a lot of stuff here that could, first of all, Graeme McQueen said that they don't know how many people were traveling through the airport because that's commercially sensitive information. But the airport knows how many flights are taking off and landing. So they can guess a maximum number. You know maybe not all flights are booked out, but they can guess if they were at max capacity, how many people were moving through. How did they not know how many people were going to be coming in advance? You know, people don't just turn up at the airport Uh, like they do at a bus station or a train station. One of the other things that screamed at me was that there was one queue snaking outside the, the airport. Not everyone needs to be in that queue, right? Because some people are going to arrive with no baggage. They're going to take their hand luggage on. They have their boarding card printed out already. They just need to go straight to security. So why were they queuing it in the same queue as absolutely everybody else? Why weren't people who had flights imminently you know, triaged, I suppose you could say, so that they could move towards the queue. That was just based on goodwill. You have people travelling with... You know, young children, people with mobility issues—they had a full year to recruit for this. You know, we did. We we knew the summer was coming and that people would want to get away. Yes, uh, we we th- it takes time to train up people, but as you mentioned there, the army could be deployed because they have been guard the vetted. That seems to be one of the big issues there. So there's a lot going on, and to get set the scene now for what's actually happening at the airport today, News Talk reporter Andrew Lowth is is there. Hi, Andrew.
3: Afternoon, Nadine.
2: So we had reports of people sleeping overnight in the airport, you know, to deal with the queues or because they had been left stranded after missing their flight. Did you see any bedraggled, weary travellers there this morning?
3: No, I didn't see any, but I did hear those reports as well. When I got out here at I got out here at about quarter past eight this morning, and it wasn't too bad inside. There was a few. There were notable queues for the check-in desks and the bag drop desks. But security seemed to be moving well. There was no queue outside. But I did run into a couple of people while I was out there this morning who were in the queues yesterday and had missed their flights as a result. There was one man I spoke to And uh, he was flying back to Canada. He was actually, Dublin was his uh, connecting flight. And his flight was delayed by two hours into Dublin as a result of all the queues that had happened yesterday. And then as a result of that, he ended up missing his connecting flight when he did eventually land in Dublin. So there was a big knock-on effect for a lot of people. Certainly this afternoon, it is a good bit busier than it was this morning, uh, but A lot of people that I've spoken to, they are arriving, they're arriving very early and who would blame them really after what they saw yesterday. But the overall experience seems to be those who need who don't need to use the passenger, the um, check-in desk or the backdrop desk. They seem to be doing okay. They're getting through our eyes. They're going through security, which appears to be moving along. Quite smoothly, well, at least compared to as as it was has been in the last couple of weeks, at least, and certainly in Terminal Two, it seems to be a good bit quieter again. But uh, Terminal One definitely the busier, and it's more at the bag drop areas and the check-in desks.
2: And would staff talk to you, Andrew? I'm interested to see what their take on all of this is.
3: Uh, to be honest, I tried speaking to a couple of members of staff, but I was uh, swiftly told no. But I can um, imagine. Yeah, and and look, there was a, there was definitely a number of staff who were out. They were out, especially down towards security. They were guiding passengers um, into the correct queues, and then they were moved. They were moving the the cordon's around to make sure that people can get in smoothly and all that. They seemed to be that bit better prepared today. Although I don't know if that's just case that they had more staff on, or if there are less passengers coming through. Certainly on a Monday. While it might not be a busy day for, say, those going away on holiday or whatever, it's certainly a busy day for those traveling for business reasons. But, so it seemed to be – but everything seemed to be moving quite – well, at least in terms of – compared to yesterday, quite smoothly. But uh, certainly the queue is being felt at some of the check-in desks. I was asked um, the Lufthansa one earlier on. You can see the video on on our Twitter feed at Newstalk FM. And there were people – while they were waiting for the desks open, they were singing and yodelling. I think it was, a, it was a Swiss choir, I believe it was. <laughs> and so there were people trying to keep their spirits up. And and yet, yeah, so you're seeing you are seeing it all out here at the, at the airport this morning.
2: Not quite the oggy, oggy, oggy that we might be used to when people <laughs> are feeling festive heading abroad. Andrew Loud, that's our news story reporter. Andrew, live at the airport. Thank you so much for bringing us up to date with what's happening there. Georgina is on the line in Leash. Georgina, what was your experience in the airport over the weekend?
4: um hi yeah no it, we we had a very bad experience uh we left home at 11 o'clock and um we probably finally got through um security and everything around half three quarter to four um and then when we um went to our gate uh we we were uh, going on holidays to greece uh with tui and um the flight was delayed so it was 10, 10, 10 to 5 was the original time and then it was moved to 10 past 5 and then it was half 5 and then it was quarter to 6 and then we heard nothing after that. And then at 9 o'clock we got an email to tell us that our whole holiday had been cancelled. Not just flights but the whole holiday.
2: And um, what, what um, reason were you given Georgina? Um,
4: They just said due to unforeseen circumstances that they had no choice but to, but they they didn't elaborate any more than that. Uh, We had been told, you could see the TUI plane outside and um, we had been uh, told by a member of staff uh, at the airport that they had no pilot and that the pilot was Going, or they were looking for a, a pilot to be flown in from Belfast to fly the plane. Wow. So I, that was just mind-blowing. So you you can just imagine, like, the disappointment of your flight being gone is one thing, but the disappointment of your holiday being gone is, you know, something completely, you know, it's just... You know, after facing all the queues and and going up and down the line a million times, and going eventually getting through security and spending hours doing that, and then to be told, "Well, actually, you're you're true and everything, but you've no flight, you've um, no you've no holiday. You have to go home now." You know, and the time you've taken off work is gone. You know, that's that's just it. You know, kind of thing. It was just. And there was kids crying and, and parents crying
2: and. and I'd be keening if I was in the same well. situation as you. Yeah, I'd be wailing. And Georgina, was that yeah. just? Were you just really unlucky that this coincided with the chaos at the airport, or was it linked in any way?
4: I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure whether or not it was. You know, the chaos in the in in the airports is 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 one thing, but I think there's probably chaos going on in tui as well because um with with their staff i think because as i said they had no no pilots
2: like a plane sitting there and and no pilots that's incredible i've never heard of that before well georgina i hope that you know obviously you 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 booked that way you and it's been cancelled on you and through no fault of your own so you should be getting you know your full refund for that but obviously your your holiday is lost so what will you do now
4: Uh, We're not sure, really, because, like, if you go to rebook now, as you can imagine, when you've booked previously, like, you got a great deal because you booked in advance and everything, but if, you know, your time off is your time off, it's it's logged in, you can't change it, so therefore, you know, not only will it be a shorter length of time if you do get to go away, but you have to fork out, you know, more money that, you, you know, that you you don't really have because you've already spent it. Of course. You know, so you're waiting on this money to come back and you know, it it's it's looking like
2: um It's looking like a staycation leash
4: for us, I'm afraid. <laughs> you know, for the Oh the Georgina, few days, I'm
2: so but, sorry to hear yeah. that. I hope you can salvage something now of this I mean you probably have annual leave sorted from, from work and everything and uh I, I, I hope that you can manage to <laughs> to, to get something now in right. the next week or two yeah. to to try and yeah console you. Best of luck with that and thanks for getting in touch. Uh, Nicholas is on the line. Nicholas, you're in Dublin. What are your thoughts on when it comes to what happened at the airport?
0: Hi, Aideen. Um I, I'm someone who uses the airport a lot um, for work and I, I'm just staggered. I've come to the extent of telling friends, please don't come to Ireland this year. Uh, we're not ready for you yet. two lots of friends from Germany and America and coming in the summer and really Telling them please don't come. Give us a year or two to get our act together. They used a stronger word earlier. Um, it, it, it's if if the thing that really worries me is is the queues are terrible and I've been caught in them and I've almost missed flights, um, and it's incompetent and it's insane. There was a fight in Dublin Airport last week. Yeah, Egypt brawling, and if you watched it on the on the clip on YouTube, it took ages for any security man or guard or anyone to turn up, that could have been a man with a gun. So if we have an airport that's that badly run in every aspect that I can see, because I've been to the fly so much, I've, I've <clears throat> seen quite how badly run the airport has been for years, try to get a taxi in Dublin Airport when you get out of your flight in Terminal 2. It's easier to get a taxi in Delhi than in Dublin.
2: It has, so, the taxi issue has been a problem for a long time so taxi, it's, yeah, it's not a exactly. great user experience it's been right now. for
0: a long time.
2: And you'd go as far as to say don't come, like you've, has it been embarrassing I, for you to say that to your friends?
0: I'd rather be not embarrassed and tell them so that people like my friends and, and other people visiting from Europe or from America or Asia come to Ireland and get a really bad impression of the country. Because at the moment between what we're hearing on the cost of hotels, two-star hotels charging five-star prices, food is really expensive and everyone has a reason for everything. Car hire is insanely expensive and maybe in a year or so things will settle down but please don't come to Ireland this year. We're not ready.
2: What's the way out of this, Nicholas or what do you see, whose responsibility is it to sort it out? (laughs) Um,
0: I, I think the way out of Dublin Airport, if there is any way out, is that the government who own the airport ultimately and the DAA need to say, enough now, we're going to bring in some grown-ups around the place, because this lot have been completely incompetent, whoever they are. Um, and in right. relation to our tourism issues, obviously there's external things like petrol prices, but wait tell people don't come to Ireland. We can't afford to staycation either. And I'm using other countries' airports. You don't let people believe the story that, oh, every airport's the same. It's not. In the last week, I've used <clears throat> London City, I've used Network, I've used Heathrow, I've used Frankfurt twice and never encountered any of those issues.
2: And we, we haven't had them in Dublin before either, which is, which is what is sad about this, that this has happened. Nicholas, thanks very much for your views on that. 53106 is the number to text in if you want to get in touch with us. Sarah is on the line in Limerick. Sarah, you booked a flight for your partner. What, what happened?
1: Uh, well, I actually um, I had I saw the kind of queues in Dublin, and he's going to be commuting a lot from um, to Germany. So I said, okay, let's look at other airports. So I booked his flights out of Kerry, and it's going to be hopefully very stress free. Um, I suppose I I have worked I worked in the airport years ago, so I kind of have an idea of the, you know knock airports there, Kerry's there, Cork's there, Shannon's there, just something I suppose that wouldn't be as stressful because and it's easier to get there you, we've we've flown from knock with the kids before and it's just yeah it's a
2: dream to be fair which airport were you working in sarah Oh, I worked in Dublin Airport a long, long time ago. You did? Okay, so obviously one of the things now that's really um, coming to light is the lack of experienced staff who were either let Mm. go or, you know, they chose to depart during the pandemic. Can you give us some insight into how experienced you need to be or how long you need to be working in the airport to really get a feel for the systems?
1: Well, I suppose I didn't work in security. I worked with an airline, but um, yeah, I suppose like any job, you need to you know have proper training and yeah get a feel for the systems that they use and yeah i don't know people i suppose were let go during the pandemic they've obviously found maybe alternative work so um look i think we're behind on the on the hiring Uh, yeah again so that that hasn't helped but look i wouldn't be doom and gloom i think it will it will sort itself out and i think people need to look at other airports there's mm. li- like Shannon is also very good you know you might have to drive but it's I think if you've got children in a family it's it's definitely you know it t- takes away the stress
2: so if you have airport. haven't booked yet you could maybe look at a destination mm. that flies from Shannon yeah. or Cork Absolutely. or Knock
1: or Knock or Kerry there's like I got my husband's flight so reasonable from Kerry it won't I, I know it won't be stressful and now he might have to take a flight internally over there, which is also quite—it's good value—or get the train. But he just said, "Look, because uh, he's—he's—it's his job, so he can't be delayed. He can't miss his flight. Look, nobody can. I mean, if you've booked a holiday and you've spent a lot of money, that's it. You um, you know, you you don't want to miss your flight either. But um, look, yeah, as I said, there's all, there's other alternatives which people should look at. Knock Kerry Shannon Cork." as alternatives
2: from what you know about working for an airline is it possible to kind of change flights should we be looking at trying to reroute some flights to ease the pressure
1: oh yeah like i mean i suppose changing now flights are so cheap lots of them are not really you know fully changeable you might have to pay an upgrade fee or you might have to travel when there's i suppose the flight isn't as busy and things like that but yeah I'd be putting on more flights from different airports if they could I mean mm. if that's a possibility I mean that's that's not exactly easy either I'm sure to get slots in different airports but yeah I, I would I would encourage people to look at you know look beyond uh,
2: Dublin airports yeah, um, yeah absolutely well Sarah thank you very much for your views on that today we have Brian in Sligo Brian you have a flight coming up you're pretty worried about it are you um
5: yeah I mean uh, we've booked to go away to Nice on Wednesday and we're looking at the Twitter feed and, you know, there's people talking about being there for three, three and a half hours and still missing their flight. And so, like, we're weighing up at the minute. How early do we need to be there to guarantee to get our flight? So we're looking at, to be honest, getting there those four or five hours early. Now, the problem is if we're there that early, like, I mean, are we impacting other people who, you know, might be, you know, due to get on a flight sooner than us But because we're there so ridiculously early, are we causing other people to miss their flights?
2: Well, yes, the DAA has been saying that they've consistently asked people not to turn up outside the window, you know, two and a half hours for your short haul flight and three and a half for the long haul. But you you couldn't blame people turning up early when they saw the state of play at the airport yesterday. You couldn't blame them for trying to, to try and join the queue in case it was going to take them that long.
5: I mean, it's all well and good saying that, you know, it won't come on until two and a half hours before, but if they're not able to honour that commitment, yeah. then, you know, there's people showing up th- like three hours before, which is, you know, more than enough time to get through security, get through baggage drop and so on. And they're still not making their flight. Like, I mean, it, it, it's it's not really good enough. And, you know, it's no consolation to people then when they miss their flight, if they're like missing out on, a their holiday, or if they have stuff booked, or if they, they still end up having to pay for the likes of hotels.
2: And so on. Absolutely. And so, if you're coming from Sligo, Brian, and you're heading t- t- to the airport in Dublin, how much time would you be leaving for yourself, generally speaking, with that distance to cover?
5: Normally, like, I mean, you can make it up in about two and a half. Mm. Um, but, I mean, say, for example, on a, on a normal flight journey, like when things are running properly, you'd want to be there about two hours before. So, you're talking uh, leaving yourself four and a half hours now if we need to be there you know the likes of 4 hours before or even 5 you know, you're adding that on in nearly seven and a half hours mm. before you even get on the flight. And then you have another whatever it is. Oh, you know, it's it's yeah, it's
2: a, it's a big deal. It's different if you're kind of young and, and, and in, in rude health, but you know, if you have any issues or if you're travelling with kids, it's it's pretty difficult. Brian, best of luck with the flight now. I hope everything goes smoothly for you. Certainly based on what news talk reporter Andrew Louth was saying there from the airport today, things are running more smoothly. But fingers crossed for you. Thanks a million for, for getting in touch. We have a text here saying a thousand staff let go and not replace Experienced staff who has dealt with issues like this in the past gone, senior management are to blame. I work in the airport, trying to save money at every turn has now come back to bite them. That is very interesting, and I'm I'd be very interested to hear um that call. I know I think some people are pretty reticent to come on and um put their heads above the parapet if they actually work in the airport. But I would be very interested if you used to work in the airport and you could give us some insight into it. You know, are the conditions attractive enough now? There were big changes during the pandemic, and it was, you know, Paul Murphy the uh, socialist TD was saying it was used as a way to get rid of directly employed unionised workers I mean if that's true this is definitely would be a case of the chickens coming home to roost the text here saying the DEA says it did not know how many passengers would be at the airport this is not true I know that the catering contractors are told at least five days in advance of passenger numbers Kieran Malahide, very good point Kieran now the text here I avoid Dublin airport at all costs as it's now totally unreliable used Shannon for the last two business trips and had no issue lovely staff and very Very easy. That's from Michael B. in Tipperary. Yeah, Shannon is a really nice airport. But now it's nice because it's kind of quiet, you know. So it'll be interesting to see what happens in the wake of this. And another one here... Between the airport delays, passport delays and the price of hotels, it's very bad for tourism. It You are not wrong there, my friend. It is really not great at all. And uh, I would love to hear from people who are maybe having second thoughts about even trying to get away this year if you hadn't booked something already. But do keep sending us in your experiences from yesterday and uh, what you what you noticed in the airport and what you're hoping will be the outcome of this really are you going to get um, re- reinf- re- reimbursed and have you lost your holiday obviously it's not just people heading on holidays there are people who travelling for very urgent reasons as well so whatever your situation is please do let us know 53106 at a cost of 30 cents
0: Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan brought to you by Avant Money
4: weekdays at midday on News Talk.